Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 83. God made all his creatures free. Life itself is liberty. God ordained no other bands than a united hearts and hands. Hymn number 83. scriptural this morning will be given by Elsie from Alabama. Psalms. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who heals all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowns thee with loving kindness and tender mercies who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfieth the longing soul, and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, 
yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the repetition of the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 195. Not what I am, O Lord, but what thou art, that 
that alone can be my soul's true rest. Thy love, not mine, bids fear and doubt depart and stills the tumult of my troubled breast. Hymn number 195. to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which is practical teaching in how to practice Christian science day by day. And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com and you will also be able to find it on our YouTube channel and our Vimeo channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 and uh, 
That Sunday school has its own teleconference number. Many of our students don't live in the area and they participate through the telephone on the teleconference number. And that means that uh, if you have a child of Sunday school age and don't live in the area, your child can also attend via teleconference. Just uh, give us a call or write us. We'll give you the number and would be very, very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers. And we're going to be busy this week. We're going to have a membership meeting, one of three every year. And that membership meeting will take place this Thursday, May 25, at 8 p.m. So for every one of you that is a member of the church, uh, you're welcome to join us in person here in Plainfield. And if you are unable to join us in person, the meeting will be conducted over the regular teleconference number that we use for church services. That's this Thursday, May 25, 8 p.m. As many of you know, we have several websites, uh, many in languages other than English. And this way, the pure word of Christian science is being broadcast literally around the world. And many, many people are finding some of the finest Christian science literature on their website and many in their own language. And we're very grateful that so many people have found Christian science around the world through our websites. And there's a really good article that I'd like to point out that's being featured on our English website, English language website. Um, and that article is entitled, No Room for Evil, by Gilbert Carpenter. Excellent article. I recommend it highly. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from the chapter entitled Fruitage in Science and Health, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Shahidat from Maryland. From page 631, after 20 years suffering, from early girl girlhood, I was considered an invalid, having been injured by a hard fall while playing. The pain was intense for some time, and for several hours, I was unable to walk or stand alone. Later, a growing pain on up the back, accompanied with sharp pains, alarmed my parents, who called a physician, and he pronounced it spinal trouble. Then followed nearly 20 years of increased suffering, at times very severe. 
As years went by and I became a wife and mother, my suffering increased. Everything that medical skill could do was done, but finding no lasting benefit from anything, I lost hope of recovery. When Christian Science found me, I was under the doctor's sentence that if I lived the week through, I would become entirely helpless, not able to move hand or foot. My husband was a traveling man, and being urgently called home, he met an old friend on the train who asked why we did not try Christian Science. The reply, we knew nothing of it, was followed by a brief explanation of his healing power and the benefit his family had received. This inspired my husband with new hope, and on his arrival at home, he called on a practitioner who recommended our getting science and health, which we did. But ignorance and prejudice of old education produced such fear that I hid the book under the covers of the bed whenever the children came into, into the room, fearing that it was not of God and would injure them. God's dear love was, however, more potent than these foolish fears. And the first day I read from its sacred pages, I was convinced his teachers were the same truth as Jesus Christ had taught centuries ago. When I had read a few pages, I reached out and threw my medicine from the open window at the head of my bed. I then turned back to the book and began reading again when, lo, the Christ idea dawned upon me and I was healed instantaneously. I first noticed the, the spot in my back pulling, and soon I got out of bed. I continued to read eagerly. I felt as if I wanted to devour the healing truth and drank it in as a thirsty plant does a gentle rain. When dinner was prepared, I walked out and ate a hearty meal with the family to the amazement of all. We shall never forget what a joyful meal this was, how we did thank God for Christian science. As year after year has gone by, till 20 years have passed and the healing has remained perfect. I have grown to thank God with deeper sincerity that one brave woman was found, pure enough to bring forth this, Christian he this Christ healing again, to remain forever among men, and to save suffering humanity from all disease and sin. Mrs. P.L.H. Fairmont, Minnesota. The lesson sermon for today can be found on page 16 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, soul and body. The golden text is from 1 Corinthians. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? The responsive reading is from 1 Corinthians and 1 Thessalonians. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesies. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. 
And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Fairly from Maryland will now read. The Bible, Psalms. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Daniel, in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. And the king spake unto Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes, children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding science, and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. Now among these were of the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the princes of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Then said Daniel to Melzar, whom the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. Then let our countenances be looked upon before thee, and the countenance of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat, and as thou seest, deal with thy servants. 
So he consented to them in this matter and proved them ten days. And at the end of ten days, their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. Isaiah, who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer, and thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. And if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness be as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee continually, and satisfy thy soul in drought, and make fat thy bones. And thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water, whose waters fail not. Matthew. And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever, and he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. When the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you of ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. 
but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Elizabeth from Georgia will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Body cannot be saved except through mind. Do you say the time has not yet come in which to recognize soul as substantial and able to control the body? Remember Jesus, who nearly 19 centuries ago demonstrated the power of spirit and said, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And who also said, But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation, said Paul. Temple, body, the idea of life, substance, and intelligence, the superstructure of truth, the shrine of love. Question, what are body and soul? Answer, identity is the reflection of spirit, the reflection in multifarious forms of the living principle, love. Soul is the substance, life, and intelligence of man, which is individualized, but not in matter. Soul can never reflect anything inferior to spirit. Man is the expression of soul. The Indians caught some glimpses of the underlying reality when they called a certain beautiful lake the smile of the great spirit. Separated from man, who expresses soul, spirit would be a non-entity. Man, divorced from spirit, would lose his entity. But there is, there can be, no such division, for man is coexistent with God. Error will cease to claim that soul is in body, that life and intelligence are in matter, and that this matter is man. God is the principle of man, and man is the idea of God. Hence, man is not mortal nor material. Learn this, O mortal, and earnestly seek the spiritual status of man, which is outside of all material selfhood. Christian science brings to the body the sunlight of truth, which invigorates and purifies. Christian science acts as an alterative, neutralizing error with truth. It changes the secretions, expels humors, dissolves tumors, relaxes rigid muscles, restores carious bones to soundness. The effect of this science 
is to stir the human mind to a change of base on which it may yield to the harmony of the divine mind. Experiments have favored the fact that mind governs the body, not in one instance, but in every instance. When you say man's body is material, I say with Paul, be willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Give up your material belief of mind and matter and have but one mind, even God, for this mind forms its own likeness. I knew a person who, when quite a child, adopted the Graham system to cure dyspepsia. For many years, he ate only bread and vegetables and drank nothing but water. He passed many weary years in hunger and weakness, almost in starvation, and finally made up his mind to die, having exhausted the skill of the doctors, who kindly informed him that death was indeed his only alternative. At this point, Christian science saved him, and he is now in perfect health, without a vestige of the old complaint. Food had less power to help or to hurt him after he had availed himself of the fact that mind governs man. And he also had less faith in the so-called pleasures and pains of matter. Taking less thought about what he should eat or drink, consulting the stomach less about the economy of living and God more, he recovered strength and flesh rapidly. He learned that a dyspeptic was very far from being the image and likeness of God, far from having dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle, if eating a bit of animal flesh could overpower him. He finally concluded that God never made a dyspeptic, while fear, hygiene, Physiology and physics had made him one, contrary to his commands. Sooner or later, we shall learn that the fetters of man's finite capacity are forged by the illusion that he lives in body instead of in soul, in matter instead of in spirit. When the first symptoms of disease appear, Dispute the testimony of the material senses with divine science. Suffer no claim of sin or of sickness to grow upon the thought. Dismiss it with an abiding conviction that it is illegitimate because you know that God is no more the author of sickness than he is of sin. You have no law of his to support the necessity either of sin or sickness, but you have divine authority for denying that necessity and healing the sick. Instead of blind and calm submission to the incipient or advanced stages of disease, rise in rebellion against them. 
banish the belief that you can possibly entertain a single intruding pain which cannot be ruled out by the might of mind. And in this way, you can prevent the development of pain in the body. No law of God hinders this result. Stand porter at the door of thought, admitting only such conclusions as you wish realized in bodily results, you will control yourself harmoniously. When the condition is present, which you say induces disease, whether it be air, exercise, heredity, contagion, or accident, then perform your office as porter and shut out these unhealthy thoughts and fears. Exclude from mortal mind the offending errors, then the body cannot suffer from them. The issues of pain or pleasure must come through mind, and like a watchman forsaking his post, we admit the intruding belief, forgetting that through divine help, we can forbid this entrance. Mind is the master of the corporeal senses and can conquer sin, sickness, and death. Exercise this God-given authority. Take possession of your body and govern its feeling and action. Rise in the strength of spirit to resist all that is unlike good. God has made man capable of this, and nothing can vitiate the ability and power divinely bestowed on man. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 208. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. O gentle presence, peace and joy and power, O life divine that owns each waiting hour, 
Thou love that guards the nestling's faltering flight, keep thou my child on upward wing tonight. Hymn number 208.
And 
Let's now sing hymn number 267. Our God is all in all, his children cannot fear. See baseless evil fall and know that God is here. Hymn number 267. From the Christian Science Textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the Correlative Passages from 1 John, 3rd Chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal era. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. 
Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Amen. Amen.